0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to refugees and asylum seekers in Australia. The Nauru and Manus situations have garnered a lot of attention over the years but there is some new concern now on the rise of asylum seekers and refugees in the hearts and minds of Christian leaders. There are tens of thousands of people who are on short-term visas or, in some sense, no visa at all because they've been rejected by our government and the government refuses to let them settle. Meanwhile, there are families being raised here in Australia. Some have waited almost a decade even to get an interview. Dr. Mark Jury thinks there's a violation of the biblical principle, love them as yourself. Mark Jury is Director of the Institute for Spiritual Awareness and also Senior Research Fellow at the Arthur Jeffries Centre for the Study of Islam. Mark Jury, welcome back to 2020.
1: Thank you. It's great to be with you again.
0: Mark, you've been thinking through this issue and a very compassionate response, a welcome response, no doubt, for listeners to our conversation today. I wonder if you've got some insights just into the circumstances you find yourself in and the stories you're hearing.
1: Yes, I've been caring for a congregation basically composed of asylum seekers who've become Christians in Australia, mainly from Iran but other countries too, And the situation is very desperate and people are focused on Manus and Nauru and now on the Afghans that are coming in. But there's been so little attention to the desperate plight of asylum seekers and refugees that are already in Australia. Um, There are tens of thousands in a really precarious and difficult situation. And the, the government has no plan for resolving their situation. The plan seems to be to be permanently uh, cruel to them, really, and uh, thats it's extremely distressing.
0: You've broken down how things look into a number of categories uh, by which we can better understand how the challenge is right now. How do you describe that?
1: Yes, well, the fortune are those that have been accepted as refugees and were allowed to stay permanently. But there are three categories of people who are doing it tough. Firstly, there's those whose case has been accepted, but because they came by boats, um, they are not allowed to settle. So they're given rolling three-year visas. Um, I know a couple, they're raising three children. Those children will never be able to go to university unless they pay foreign fees, overseas students fees. um, And they don't access the same level of benefits. Their their future in Australia is just blocked. They're not allowed to own property. So those people are in, in a difficult situation. Also, in a worse situation are people whose case has not yet been decided and they've been waiting sometimes almost a decade to even get an interview from the government. Um, So they're basically in limbo for 10 years and some of them then after 10 years find out their case has been rejected. And the third category is people who have been rejected. They're in the community. They're not able to access Centrelink benefits or any kind of help from the government. They weren't eligible for JobKeeper, for example. Um, They're actually technically not allowed to work um, it's as if the government was sort of denying their existence. <laughs> There's no provision for them. They pay taxes if they if they do work, if they you know if they if they're registered, but they're really not allowed, not supposed to work. So they're here in Australia. They can't travel. It's a COVID situation. They can't go back home. Um, they're stuck here for years, and and they have no future. And it, I've had some really terrible and kind of um, heartrending stories about the difficulties. They face. So, one couple had a baby. Uh, it was uh, they lost it at seven months, a miscarriage. Um, they had overwhelming medical bills, no Medicare coverage. She tried to get access to her super from when she was working as an employee in a temporary protection visa. They, the, the super fund wouldn't give it to her because they said, "Oh, you're not a resident, so you're not allowed to use your super in a in this emergency." So, we've, we've had really people in very desperate situations in the church and. The government, as I said, has no plan. It's very cruel. It's the opposite. The Bible says about the alien or the stranger in the land, love them as yourself uh, because you were once in their situation. But that sort of compassion has completely gone from from the consideration of these people and their, and their human rights.
0: Mark, ordinary Australians, and let's include the Christian community in here, this idea that we've been conditioned by the politics over the years Uh, conditioned a certain way, and, uh, you know, the idea of a boat people anxiety. Uh, What are your thoughts for the typical way Aussies are thinking and are conditioned to the way we discuss the issues around refugees and asylum seekers today?
1: I think that's an old anxiety, and I don't think it's relevant to our current times. Also, these people were accepted into the country. They've been in Australia for 10 years or more. And um I think it's right to turn back the votes. The government is right to discourage people smugglers and but the fact is these people were 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 brought into Australia, permitted to live in Australia in many cases took a decade to even resolve their cases and And I think it's time to um, to change our policy towards them while still maintaining strict borders, but to really cruelly treat these people uh, to 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 make them suffer as a way of telling the world that uh, refugees are not welcomed by both this is um this is a really terrible policy we we should be ashamed of ourselves
0: as christian believers the idea of getting some cues from you know the revealed word of god a, a biblical thinking around asylum seekers and refugees where do you see us now in in relation to the idea of a stranger and the foreigner and uh, what we might glean from scripture
1: well, the scripture says treat strangers, aliens, foreigners, as yourself because you were once strangers in another land. So basically, what that's saying is that we need to see them as human beings like us. And we need to imagine what it's like to raise children who are born in Australia, you know, a family of kids born in Australia with no future in the country. And what it means for them to grow up knowing that they may never be able to go to university and their parents can't own property, but they can't go back home either. And in many cases, they, they, the only language and identity they know is Australian. We have permitted this. We have allowed this to happen. We have chosen for this to happen. And so we have a responsibility to care for these people. I think it's time to relax those government policies and to review our whole process. And, uh, and I, it, it's, it's a tragedy and, and, and something that is very, very, very painful to observe. I think most Australians have no idea What a precarious and difficult, even dangerous situation these people are in. That We have deliberately created this situation by the way we've accepted them into the country.
0: And Mark, if there's no action, if things are just allowed to go on as they have been, uh, you're fearful that there'll be the creation of a permanent intergenerational underclass and it'll be those refugees and asylum seekers that have sought friendship from Australia.
1: That's right. They'll they'll be here permanently, stateless, basically in effect, and um, not allowed to access any benefits. And it's 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 really incredibly distressing to to understand fully what that what that really means. And we are actually at the moment in Australia short of immigrants. We need people to work. We need people to pick crops. We we need we need people with skills. These are often these people, the people I've been working with Iranians, are often very skilled and very willing to work. They want to make a future here um and we need them actually we need them to to stay but we we need to find make a space for them we need to find other ways to keep our borders safe than persecuting tens of thousands of people in in our own country um there has to be a plan for these people uh, and we shouldn't be distracted by focusing on you know the manis on a Nauru or whatever else these are serious issues but we we have a a much bigger issue in our, on our own doorstep amongst our own, in our own community. And these people are just lost and, and some of them are just, their lives are in disarray. They're really broken. When things go wrong and there's no safety net, they crash out completely. Um, what do we want to do? Turn them into criminals? You know, drug dealers? What's, what's the future for them? Should they prostitute themselves? What are we expecting of these people and their children and their children's children? There, there needs to be a plan for them.
0: And there's about to be a whole new dimension, an influx of uh, refugees, uh, asylum seekers, uh, people who have even favour from our government uh, coming from Afghanistan. Is this potentially an opportunity to resolve some of these issues as there's a new influx from Afghanistan?
1: Yes, there is potential for a change, uh, for a revision of the policy, and I hope the government does that. There are also dangers. One of the problems is the government has starved the uh, department that's processing these applicants of sufficient people to process them. So that's why it's taken up to 10 years um, to, to even evaluate their claims. And then they're supposed, many of them are supposedly just on continuing three year reassessments, which creates more demands on resources. Um, And one of the problems with admitting thousands and thousands of Afghans at the moment, as much as they need protection and care, is that it will swamp a system that's already functioning really poorly. So the government, if it's going to do this, which it is doing, it needs to very significantly increase the amount of funding and resources available for processing um, these applicants. And and there's needs on the ground as well for settling people. Uh, It's resource intensive to... To process these people and and I think it's time to finish the policy of deliberately starving the um the government departments of resources to process these people it's cruel
0: we've got lockdowns we've got challenging times in our big cities uh, mark for people listening to us today thinking what can i do the time of sit-ins is probably past uh, the ways that we might take some sort of action to alert our politicians to lobby on behalf of uh, those deserving asylum seekers and refugees uh, what are your thoughts for what people can do
1: well, I think it's time to go to your local member and to say, we, we think the government should review its whole approach to asylum seekers and um, it's time to stop this policy of cruelty, to stop the uh, extraordinary restriction that anyone who's arrived by boat um, after a certain date in 2012 uh, can never settle here. But yet we're willing to admit them into the country, which is what we've done. Um, uh, ask them to change that, to review that policy. Tell them that Yes, we should keep our borders secure, but the way to do it is not through uh, this extreme cruelty to the people that are already here. Um, and other, also reach out, if you can, to Iranians, to Sri Lankans, Afghans in the community and others that are in this situation. See if you can help them. Um, many of them have lost their jobs through COVID and some of those have no Centrelink benefits, no safety net, no job keeper. One person, the, their employer claimed job keeper for them And then the government found out and they asked them to repay $20,000 to the government, which money they they didn't have because they'd been working for an employer um, on this basis. So, you know, inform yourself about what's happening to these people. There needs to be a change and it needs to be soon.
0: And, Mark, you've been working with a group of uh, these people who are asylum seekers, refugees, and you're in southern New South Wales. Uh, What can you tell me about the sort of way that your ministry works?
1: Well, I've been working in, um, I've moved to New South Wales, uh, but before that we've been working in Melbourne. So I was leading a congregation of Iranian um, believers. They they were Muslims and they have become Christians. And so we've been doing that for about nine years and have raised up pastors now that lead the church and they've planted another congregation. It's, it's been a great privilege to work with these Iranians and they show great courage and resilience, I think, in in, in seeking Christ and, and following him. So that's been a, a great privilege. I have an interest in, in Islam and other faiths in, in general, so that's been good to apply. But we've seen many, many miracles, uh, God's grace, uh, healings, uh, interventions of God. It's been a wonderfully exciting um, ministry. And um, in the backdrop of this kind of, Very unwelcoming and even cruel policy the government has towards them, but God has favour towards them and he's been, he's been working among them in, in really wonderful and beautiful ways.
0: Mark Durie, honour to you in the good work you're doing and no doubt there'll be listeners who might like to connect with you and be helpful in whatever campaigns you might be leading in the coming times. Let me point people to the website markdurie.com. That's markdurie.com. Mark is Director of the Institute for Spiritual Awareness. He's also Senior Research Fellow at the Arthur Jeffrey Centre for the study of Islam and leading that community, uh, primarily of Iranians, markjury.com. Mark, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.
1: Uh, It's been a pleasure to uh, be with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.